Yeah, so can you turn that noise off? Welcome to our brand new podcast, Mindy. I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're doing this either. Well, um, I thought this is our pilot episode, and we've talked a lot about doing this, and I know we're both very nervous, but we're just going to jump right in. The Parent Page, (laughs) a podcast about what it's like to be a parent of a college-bound or college-aged student. Yay! And um, I thought what we would do in our first podcast this morning is talk a little bit about the genesis of this idea and really focus on um, topics related to the experience of being a parent sending a kid to college. Um, But the reason we thought this was a good idea, and you can interrupt me anytime, is that we've both been members of our children's college parent pages and have noticed over time that there's a common experience that parents have in sending their children to college and they really like to talk about it on the parent pages. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's nothing else like this out there. So Yeah. It just seemed to me like there was a real um, appetite for this kind of conversation. So we're just going to get started this morning and I think a lot of parents are probably wondering to themselves, you know, Uh, who are we and why do we feel like we're the people in a position to make a podcast like this? Um, And I thought that um, it would be fun if we spent this first inaugural episode um, introducing ourselves. I'm going to ask you some questions about you and you can ask me some questions about me and just give everybody a little bit of introduction into who we are. Um, And just a couple of things though for our brand new listeners. Um, A few ground rules. A few ground rules, yeah. Because I think as everybody has experienced on their own parent pages, it can be a really, um, you know, volatile place. And so Mindy and I are going to try to live by some rules that we think are most appropriate in that venue. So, for example. Do unto others. (laughs) We um, We are not going to gossip. As best we can. (laughs) We're going to avoid proper names. Correct. Um, I think in the fullness of time, it'll become really obvious to anybody who's super interested in the universities with which you and I have a relationship, but we're going to try to avoid naming these places. To make our podcast more universally helpful. Helpful, um, and also to avoid embarrassing our children. True, true. (laughs) Which I think we have a very high potential to do. Uh So, yeah. So we're just going to try to keep it um, super positive and light. And at the end of the podcast, before we sign off to this pilot episode, we will share with our audience some of the upcoming guests that we're planning to have. We're going to have some great guests. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about our guests. Our guests are amazing. The list goes on and on. The topics are endless. The opportunity is now. <laughs> okay. Um, so I thought the first thing we could do um, is 
let's chat first about how you and I know each other. My best memory of you. We lived together in a wonderful neighborhood right near a university. Right near a university. I think when our kids were around five years old starting. Did you move there in 2006? My, 2005? 2006. Right. My oldest was three. Right. And we moved there. We had a, we had a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old. Right. So our babies were little. They were little. You know, <sighs> that our lives would continue to evolve and intersect. And now we have these kids who are in college. Two of them go to college together uh-huh. at the and same university. We have two high schoolers looking to work going to college. Right. And one fresh Right, we have two freshmen. We have two freshmen in college. One senior. One senior in college, and then you have a High current junior, and I have a current sophomore. Right. So we kind of have this very end-to-end um, experience right now with the whole concept of college, from the college application process to the college graduation process, all the way through to the college graduation process. So I think that really fed our interest in doing a podcast and sharing it um, with other parents who are going through all of the micro stages associated with college as well. So um, we've known each other a long time. We've, uh, our kids all know each other. And, but I just also want to make it clear that, uh, you know, both of us have careers outside of this concept of podcasting, which is uh, definitely a hobby at the moment. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, about your life and give everybody kind of a sense of, you know, how your, your perspective in coming at this. So um, the first question I have for you is that you've been through this roller coaster of sending kids to college twice now which I think in many parents' books, quite frankly, makes you a total, total expert, um, a total pro. But now you're staring down the barrel of working on a, a third, getting a third kid um, launched into a college sphere. Um, how do you feel about doing this for a third time? The experience has really changed from your first child to your third child. How do you feel about going through this roller coaster once again? Our third child is amazing. But we often forget about him. I used to dress him. <laughs> I used to dress him in orange. So if I lost him, I would easily be able oh, to find him. I, I often say he raised himself really, really well. So he, I remember you always saying about how he was your most well-adjusted. Right. Ben was the most well. The third, the caboose of the Horowitz family. Yeah, he figures it out. So yeah. he keeps saying, "When are we going to plan our college visits?" <laughs> like, well, well. So, Here's a bus pass. I, 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 <laughs> we um we are we're down to the wire. Whereas with the first child, I, I we started really early and we're all over it. By the third the time the third kid comes along, you're like, let me know where you decide to go to college. It'll work itself out, <laughs> right? So first thing I want to do is ask you a little bit about this business that you started a few years ago from scratch. I love your business. I have a lot of admiration for you for starting about it. Why don't you first help us all understand what the business is. So when my son was a freshman, I joined the parent page on Facebook right away. And I would see all the questions that the parents were asking on the page. And as a local parent, I felt like I, I had a lot of the answers to some of the things that they were asking. 
Um, they like wanted, what? They Give wanted, me an example. They wanted to know where to, well, the thing that they most wanted to know is where to get a birthday cake. <laughs> Every day they would say, hey, where do I get a birthday cake for my, for my kid? How, well, how do I do that? They'd want to know where to go to the doctor. They'd want to know how to find gluten-free um, cupcakes. They would want to know how to get to the airport. How to get to yes, where yes. to eat. I've oh. seen them ask you every manner of question. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Something really interesting happened over um, fall break. The, that first fall, uh, my son had a roommate from New Jersey, a really good friend of his, one of his best friends, and the roommate had um, a broken ankle or a hurt knee. I can't remember what the ailment was, but he had been hobbling around campus, and I met up with his mom a little bit after the fact and I said Jarette why didn't you call me when he had that that problem and she said oh I didn't even really know you I didn't want to bother you and I said but your son's one of mine my kids best friends of course I would have helped you we would have gotten him whatever he needed and she said I just didn't want to put you out and I realized at that time that sometimes when you are a far away parent you just want somewhere to turn for help you don't want to have to call in a favor. You just want to pay for it and get whatever you need for your kid. And thus was born Mindy Knows. Mindy Knows which is your fantastic campus concierge business. College campus concierge for college families. I think that might be our tagline. <laughs> Check out the website yeah. if you're interested. Yes. No, it's such a great business, and I know you've talked a lot um, about the possibility of franchising to other campuses in partnership with parents there who could have a similar relationship and it's just a very exciting startup in our community and I have a lot of um, excitement about it for you. So tell me through your through your work with families and you work with dozens of families at this point at this local university that will remain nameless. Nameless. Um, tell me a little bit about how would you care like what are some of the defining elements of a parent's experience in sending their child to college these days in the context of COVID or anything else? Like, how, how's it going for parents right now? Mostly, it goes great. But, but every so often, something comes up and they just need a little bit of extra support. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, these kids are, these kids are strong. They are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They are, um, Competent and self-possessed. All and of that. Purposeful. They they are, and sometimes it's the parents who need more help than the than the kids actually. Yeah, very good point. But it's easy. Um, it's a lot easier. We know we know our town, and and yeah. it, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question. No, you are. Um, that that's exactly it. Like sometimes um, parents need more insight into the situation just to be able to sleep at night. And I think a lot of parents are turning to their parent pages to get that insight. Right. Um, and you know, you just happen to see an opportunity to start a business around that. In general, you know, I don't think I don't think everybody has that option. So the parent pages have become these communities where people really look for that kind of support. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes they get more than they bargained for. That is exactly right. And sometimes parents don't want to put up their most personal their 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 kids shit for lack of a better word on the page they don't want to ask for a mm -hmm. psychiatrist or a um some you know if they're gastroenterologist correct correct <laughs> all that stuff um, yeah yeah and and then sometimes parents are a, a little bit nasty toward each other yeah yeah um and a little bit judgmental right and i will tell you that in my in my business that i started um i'm a social worker by trade so 
I don't judge. I'm not. Mm. I'm not there to judge, and I, I'm going to keep your confidence. Yeah. So yeah. that's well, and that's the kind of um, that's the kind of perspective that we're going to be bringing to the Parent Page podcast is right. that insight of understanding that you're not always going to get what you need from the Parent Page, and sometimes um, you need other places to look. And I hope you know people will join us on this on this journey. It's so it's going to be a good it's journey. It's going to be really fun. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks. for asking, Mindy. So. Um, Leslie, yes, you Mindy. have one of the most unique um, living situations. Yeah, and I've been envious <laughs> of it for the last three and a half years, except for that we had this little um, moment of COVID where I wasn't all that. You were envious. not. You were not jealous at all. Can you tell us? Well, well, yeah, you were the first person who said to me that it's like I live on a cruise ship, and. So that's how I kind of describe it when people ask me what it's like. So, so I live, <laughs> I live, literally live in a building with 300 first and second year students at a major um, mid-sized Midwestern university right here locally in our fair city, um, where two, as it happens, two of our children also happen to go to college. <clears throat> So uh, my husband is actually on the faculty at this university, and we were invited to spend a four-year stint as on-campus parents, essentially. They're called faculty fellows. We were invited to play this role on campus. It's very ceremonial. We don't have really any actual formal responsibilities relative to residential life, but we are asked to be neighbors and to be present and to be um, interactive with students. So we moved on campus in 2018, pre-COVID, and certainly before our, we had any inkling whatsoever that our own child would eventually go to school there, um, we moved onto campus with our two teenagers, um, which was a really interesting way to raise children uh, in the last you know, several years of their time at home with us. And <clears throat> we've been living there through both before COVID, during the shutdowns of 2020, and we continue to live there today. And we're actually staring down the barrel of the end of our time on campus coming up on our the end of our four years um, at the end of the school year so it's been a really exciting time for us and uh, it's really fueled my interest in how parents um, enter into university communities as you know tag-alongs essentially with their own students their own children as they as they age into our community and eventually out of our community. So it's unbelievable. So you actually it's have a meal weird. plan? Like you, we you have a car that you swipe? Well, um, essentially, yes. It's part of the package of our living on campus is they give us, <clears throat> you know, part of a meal plan so that we are encouraged to, um, you know, at times dine with students in the dining hall. It's been a little harder now since COVID, but they really like the idea that we're seen on campus doing mundane things like picking up our mail and walking our dog and dining in the dining hall and um, so it, you have it's a, bonkers. You have a really. view like none other. This is yeah, this is, right. <laughs> and, right. And after four years, it feels very normal to us. Um, but in interacting with parents within our community, I frequently lose sight of the fact that things that are perfectly obvious to me are not perfectly obvious to parents right. out there um, in the world. So when they hear about things going on on campus or they are wondering about how their student is doing, you know, I, I, I frequently forget about how opaque the, the situation appears to them when I, I'm just sitting there looking at it all the time. 
Um, so I do my very best in the context of our social media parent pages to, you know, pull the curtain back to some degree and share, um, you know, what I see, whether it's a snowball fight out in the quad or, you know, a student who stopped to say hi to my dog or, or whatever, you know, just some mundane everyday scenes on campus. I try to share those things. Um, and you know, it's, I, it's kind of a, a unique pleasure of mine to be able to share this with other families out there. Um, but I have, you know, not, I'm no expert in, um, residential life or the psychology of a, you know, a, a child at this age beyond being a parent of one myself. Um, but I do think that my vantage point is very, very unique and I would love it if I, if there were more people who had the vantage point that I had, I'm not trying to hold a monopoly on it. I just recognize the fact that just through circumstances is, is very, very unique. <laughs> right. Um, so, so is, this isn't your full-time job. Is no, no, no. In fact, do? I'm not even an employee at the university. My husband is the employee. I'm just the, you know, my daughter and I who still live at, at home, um, we're just the tag-alongs in this case. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a real-world wor working job. I work in healthcare IT and have been in that industry for several decades. So, you know, I have a whole other side to my um, universe that has nothing to do with campus life and the lives of the weird, crazy lives of college students. So this is a totally different side of my life. So on that, so in a moment of levity, can you share with us the most embarrassing experience that you've had living on the college campus. Can you think of one? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's one that I have to constantly remember. So our, when I tell people that we live in the college dorm, I can't tell you how many times people have literally asked me, and they assume that what I mean is that my husband and I are sharing a double room in the dorm and that our daughter lives next door in another room. Like, no, our apartment is built into the university setting. We live in a, like a grown up space. We don't live in a, <laughs> literally a dorm room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have, we have an, a full like apartment with a kitchen and a living room, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we have two doors. One goes directly outside and the other door goes directly into the dorm. And it took us a while to realize this, but literally everything that goes on inside our apartment, you can hear all up and down the hallway of the dorm. And we, not only did it take us a while to realize this, but we constantly forget, like we constantly forget that the entire freshman and sophomore building can hear everything going on in our family. So, um, I realized this one day because I was, my office, I have an ancillary office space down the hall, and I was walking back through the dorm from my office to the apartment, and I heard my daughter unleash with a stream of expletives <laughs> that I could not even believe, radiating through the, echoing through the dorm. And I passed a couple of students who just discreetly, kind of chuckled under their breath and kept walking. But it became very apparent to me very quickly that like our business was everybody's business. And so we were going to need to be a little bit more cautious about how often as families do the way in which we speak to each other and just in the normal course of doing business. I know you, you're smiling and thinking to yourself, how many times have I shrieked at somebody in my house 
imagine uh, the whole world hearing the whole it. world hearing this. Yes. Yeah, I so. suppose that if they can hear everything that you say, <laughs> you can hear everything that they say as well. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot that um, we overhear in the dorm. Actually, one of my favorite stories was uh, last year during, you know, what was a really challenging year from a COVID perspective. The students were, anyway, so there was this one night last year in the middle of, in the middle of the night. And honestly, like on our, on our campus, kids are, you know, it's not, it's not Animal House, like kids are quiet and go to bed. It's a serious, studious place. But about two o'clock in the morning, we heard, I'm going to make a sound. We heard this like rhythmic thumping sound against the wall, right? And it just, it woke us up and we couldn't figure it. And the whole dorm was totally quiet except for this thump, this rhythmic ceaseless thump, thump, thump. And my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, uh, we don't need to investigate what that is, do we? <laughs> and my husband, who is a, a total mensch, and he has this feeling of community obligation, he threw on some clothes, and he goes and stands out in the hallway and just stood there listening. And I stood out there with him trying to figure out what, where was this sound coming from, knowing in my heart of hearts that maybe we didn't need to investigate this. There are mm-hmm. some things about these college students we have like we try to give them their we we're not there to parent them that's not what we're there for we walked all the way through the door and we finally discovered after like 20 minutes we finally discovered that the washing machine in the laundry room <laughs> in the basement was off kilter and it was going the thump the thump the thump the thump the thump and it just wasn't stopping <laughs> and so we're like that's Okay. Awesome. Good night. <laughs> so that's about as exciting as things get. Oh my goodness. So, um, tell me, you um, are leaving in three or four months, something like that. Yeah. What do you think you'll miss most? Oh, you know, it's been interesting because since my own child has, you know, enrolled in this university this year, and you know, we never see him. He's definitely living his own life. But it's um, the experience of sending my own child to college has given me, um, you know, a great feelings of tenderness, and I feel very protective and caring of the students who live in our building. And my husband even mentioned it to me the other day as I was putting out a plate of cookies for them, like, what is it with you and all the, like, mother hen crap that you're all of a sudden doing? We've been here for almost four years, and you've never once cooked cook for these kids. And I just realized, like, actually feel a level of empathy towards them, but also towards their parents that I just haven't had in the past. And if my child was going to school halfway across the country, which I think was originally his plan, I'd want to know somebody was leaving cookies for him too. So um, that's kind of how I've really, it's really kind of changed my perspective of what our role has been in their lives. I feel similarly. I, 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 I adore my families. I, I yeah I adore them I, yeah. I have such a, a a feeling of care for them yeah so yeah. I, I get that and you want to be the person that they can't be you know for their student yeah I totally get it for these families yeah yeah I, I mean I think that's and again that's um, what a lot of parents are turning to their social media parent pages for is someone who will you know, respond to that void that they feel like. I feel like I need all this information. I feel like I'm still a parent. I feel like I still need to care for my child. I'm just not quite sure where to put all those feelings. Um, 
you know, they, they ask questions, um, that they challenge one another, that sometimes they can get to be kind of a, a heated, controversial place. And I know in speaking with parents um, of children at other universities, that that is a common right. feature of parent pages everywhere. Absolutely. That, you know, people behave in ways that are oftentimes, you know, coming from a place of real anxiety, I guess is how I would describe it. So I think one of our goals, as you and I have talked about, is to bring those topics that are often shared on the parent page, the questions that get answered, we're going to bring them here to our podcast, right. and we're going to do our very best to, um, to address them with some really great guests. Oh, I'm so excited. Do you want to talk for a second about what some of our guest plans are? Yeah, let me pull up. I'm super excited to discuss the 2,000-item packing list that I was sent before I... What the heckity heck is that? I can't even... It's bananas. I, so I'd like to, I'd like to <laughs> scale that down you a wanna bit. Di- you want to unpack that packing list a um, little bit? Maybe? I am not that parent. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I don't... I'm not prepared in that way because I think Amazon can get anything to Mm. my kid at any point. The kids are not going to school on the dark side of the moon. Correct. They have access to the same shopping experiences that we have. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. So, Um, yeah, the the packing list was a source of a lot of anxiety. I couldn't believe how many parents asked about how to mount their child's television on the wall of a dorm room. Or... How many different layers of covering the mattress do we need? Yeah, I mean, these children are presumably potty trained, are they not? But the bed bug situation. <laughs> the bed bug situation. The bed bug protector. Well, which I don't think, as far as I can tell, has actually materialized. As I did have one parent call me with bed bugs. You did. Uh huh. And bed bugs right. are whole, not in the dorm. Not, Not in, the in an apartment. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Well, bed bugs are a thing. Yeah. But the mattress cover, and then the mattress mattress cover, That's and then right. the mattress 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 cover. Yeah. How many mattress covers? A lot. A lot. <laughs> I remember in last summer, as they were prepping for move-in, on campus, a lot of things happen. There's a lot of activity. It's like it's like an amazing experience watching a campus prepare itself for the move-in. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And I can't even tell you how many pictures I took of mountains of mattresses, discarded mattresses from previous years sitting outside of dorms. I mean, mattresses are a whole subject, both both inside the university and within the parent community. Mattresses, big deal. We probably won't do a whole episode (laughs) on mattresses, but maybe maybe more broadly, bedding. (laughs) Bedding. Betting's a good topic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My second son went to college this year. I I sent him with my first son's hand me down. <laughs> there was hand a mom. me sheets? Well I mean No no no, I'm not judging you. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't judged. Seriously. Why have boys? They uh, don't care. They don't care. One of these moms said, How could you do that? You need to get him fresh sheets. No, you don't. I I mean yeah. it's, it's all it's all a matter of Personal choice, yeah. Choice. yeah. But anyway, well, betting, yeah. Matches, we'll, we'll, we'll go there. Yeah. I also love the uh, topics like um, how to get off on the right foot with your child's roommate's parents. Oh, yeah. In the context of move-in. I met my child's roommate's parents very briefly. Actually, one parent, single parent. 
Um, very briefly at move-in, she was lovely. We had a lovely conversation. Haven't communicated with her since, but it, what was really interesting to me <clears throat> was um, how carefully she and her son unpacked his side of the room and how tidy and organized and very deliberate about like hanging up some of their family art on the wall like there was great care taken in this experience of moving this child into the dorm and I, I found it so lovely and quite frankly so embarrassing in contrast <laughs> with how my son like exploded a Jonah his name's Jonah exploded a Jonah bomb on the side of his room and it was very, I very quickly realized that he was going to need to do better to live copacetically with this other kid. So, you know, just little stories like that that we'll share from the experience of getting your kid started off on the right foot, but also as parents, getting you started off on the right foot because it's a dicey relationship going forward between you and your child. Absolutely. And between you and other parents on campus. There are no end of topics that we're going to dive into. It's going to be really fun, I think. It's going to be really fun. I have one segment, fun. one one episode that I am looking forward to that yeah. I've been thinking about for a long time. And now that I have a senior, I think it's a time is ripe. Yeah. I'd like to interview a bunch of students, seniors, and um, they can talk about what they wish they'd known when they were freshmen. Such a great idea. Yeah. I think we have a awesome few that idea. would love to participate in Oh, that. my gosh. That would be so great, especially for first-year parents to hear mm-hmm. because of the transformation that takes place over this four-year period. And I also think we can interview parents on what they wish yes. they'd known. Interview exactly. parents and um, just, ask, just share that perspective I, and ask them very specific questions like, what sheets did you send your freshman off to college with? And did it ultimately matter? Did it matter? Probably not. Probably not. Well, and another, in, in kind with that, I'd also like to bring in some of the RAs from our building. Um, they are RAs for first years and let them share from their perspective oh, as yeah. being, you know, peers within residential life, what they would like, you know, new students to know as well. I'd love, I'd love to hear their perspective. So what I'd really like to do is, in interacting with our parent page, is the experience that students have when they show up on campus after having taken all these AP classes, and then they find themselves struggling academically, and it's a big shock and a big surprise. So what I'd really like to do is have um, maybe one of uh, the professors from one of the really challenging STEM courses at a university join, like physics or chem or something like that, and discuss what are some of the fundamental differences between an AP chem class and what you actually have to do in your first chemistry class in college to help parents understand that there's going to be a gap, a performance gap, and a gap in knowledge between what this kid walks in the door with and what they're going to have to move forward. Because I think a lot of parents um, get very anxious when all of a sudden their child, who's been such a high performer, is struggling. And is, is in a sea of high performers. And a sea of high performers. And what resources might be available on their campus right. to um, give their children an opportunity to solve their own problem. Right. So I've seen a lot of discussion about this on the parent pages about how, you know, my kid needs a tutor, so forth and so on. Oftentimes I wonder if the child themselves know that their parent is out there looking for a tutor for them. <laughs> Um, so, well, I think it'd be good for us to have a frank conversation about how we as parents support that academic transition. Oh, too. academics in college. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's, I, I think that's why they go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Um, also, how about healthy eating? 
healthy eating. Healthy eating. Awesome I'd like one. to bring in Kathy Mora. She um, can help us figure out how to navigate the buffet line. And um, that's a big deal with the wide range of eat, eating stuff. Stuff. Food issues. Food issues. Yeah. So many food issues. We're just going to have, we already have the smorgasbord of really great topics and, and experts lined up. Some of these folks are so amazing, psychologists and lawyers, um, but we also have um, a friend of mine who runs a small business where she focuses on storage options for college dorm rooms, which is another so very surprising huge topic on parent pages starting like around June or July. Oh my gosh, that was so overwhelming to me. I couldn't get it. You know, I, it's a huge one. Like, yeah. where do I go? What do I buy? What are the measurements? Right. Can someone show me a picture? Right. The pictures. The pictures. Right. How it's do I? To, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and right. the anxiety that that is being expressed through something as mundane as a plastic storage bin. Under bed. Under the bed. Right. It's not about the plastic storage bin mm. under the bed. I mean, we've so. all just, we had all this control and we, we had everything in a nice, neat home. And then you're sending them off. Somewhere. Somewhere. And you just don't know how to buy the storage bin at you, that point. And it, it'll take you down. <laughs> <laughs> storage bins. Storage bins and other critical topics. I'm super excited about what the future holds. Um, I think no stone will be left unturned. I, I'm very excited to give people the opportunity to email us with topics that they'd really like to hear us hash out. Right. Um, as long as everybody is um, prepared to allow us to do so, knowing that we don't know anything, we're making this up as we go. <laughs> I love this. I love doing it. I love having coffee with you and just being yes, able to. Yes, I'm going to, next time I'll bring snacks. It'll be really fun. But if anybody um, has a topic that they would like for us to get into our queue, you can email us at um, theparentpagepodcast at gmail.com. The very, parent page podcast at gmail.com. The parent page podcast at gmail.com. All right, so Mindy, I'm super excited. I'm really grateful that you've agreed to do this with <laughs> me. I'm sure we will get into some really fun, potentially hot topics. Yes. But we will get through it together. Yep. And um, we're excited to have you all join us. At the end of the day, your kids are fine. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. The Parent Page Podcast is brought to you with sound editing from Jeff Easton. You can communicate with Mindy and Leslie through email at theparentpagepodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your questions, suggested topics for discussion, or notes from the parent pages in your life. Join us next time, and we promise to keep working to help with the parent page crazy and help make sense of it all. And remember, the kids are fine. Everything's fine.